Hey, Abdulazim. Good evening. Hey, David. Good evening. And you're welcome to today's session. We'll just wait for our speaker to come online and then we get started. So Abdulaziz, um, Abdulazim and David, I'm going to bring you to the stage so we can just have a conversation before the speaker comes. Um, he's making his way to Clubhouse. <laughs> so if you're up to it, let's talk. Hey, Lola. Hey, Mayowa, you're welcome to today's session. We're just waiting for the speaker to come online. Hi, Somto. Good evening, and you're welcome. Uh, good evening, Joy. Good evening, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. You're welcome, and it's so good to have you. You know, anything that has to do with design, UI, UX, I just like to bring you to the picture because daily I see your story, daily I see the things that you do, and not just your friend, uh, not just yourself, but what you do with your friends as well. And um, I mean, if you're able to get this results for yourself and you're able to also get the same results um, for your friends, then I mean, why not? <laughs> so, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. All right. So we're going to make this really easy, just pretty much asking you questions. And then um, I'm going to start with telling us who you are. Let us know who Isaac Somto Okay. Um, I'm Isaac Songto, a brand identity and uh, product designer. So that's just it's brief. <laughs> that, <laughs> that has to be like the but, most, the, the briefest 
introduction we've ever had on this session. I think everyone basically knows how, what product designers does, what identity designers does. Like Yeah, yeah that's, yes, fine. that's yeah. fine. So tell us, Sumto, how did you get into UI UX? Okay, I actually did um, front end then. I moved to brand identity, then I switched. So it was kind of kind of easy for me. So I just switched in last two years, like I'm two years, two years experience. I'm a two years experience now. So I had like some design experience. But that doesn't mean those without design experience can all I've seen people without design experience moving like as if there is high rocket. So it was kind of easy for me. So I just switched to I got into nursing school and I'm like, okay, I can't do coding with um, nursing because nursing school is like, the College of Medicine is like stressful. So UI design is kind of in tech. You can apply those design skills there. You are designing for products and products are the, are the future of this tech world, digital products. So you are designing digital products. So product designer. So that's why I just, just switched and got into that's UI. Lovely. That's nice. So there was a product that you that you designed that was supposed to be like an Uber for emergency cases, and in that story you said it was you know and and it, it was inspired by an experience you had with a friend of yours. Can you yeah. tell us about that story? Tell us the story of what happened, and I mean that story practically went viral on Twitter, right? So yeah. tell us about the story, and um, we want to know where that product is now. Okay, um, the story actually, I was in secondary school then, so we had this kind of inter sports event. The guy was also a coder, actually, one of the people that have parted ourselves in tech then in secondary school. So he had this, he did an eye jump, and then he hit his head. Then we were sourcing for emergency services here and there before we could just take one of the school bus, rush him. The school clinic was basically shit. So he died. At the and it was the only son actually he died in the in the hospital. So after like I've left secondary school after a few years. So I was working with this startup, my therapist. So I was designing a product for them. And what my therapist does is it connects um with users to like therapists to talk to them online and whatnot. So I then thought, okay, yeah. So telemedicine is actually thin and it works. So I was just looking at the data that the product manager was looking. At. I was looking at how telemedicine work. So I thought, okay, let me just try something on telemedicine on a different side project of my own. That is the Ada app, which is like Uber. Then I was trying that. Then I found out that I decided to, you know, as you are working on, then I got the story, like the experience, because that experience is an experience I'll never forget. So I decided to like, okay, let me design a feature that solves that problem that, and have a product that's users can use to order ambulances here and there and whatnot. So I designed it and prototyped it finished. Then doing like the UX research phase, like getting to know how to, what keeps users, features that you can add more to your product, the UX basically user experience phase. So I found out I should add like more features and that's why the app has many features. But the MVP was like to get ambulance and to talk to medical professionals online it, we added the first aid kit and whatnot. So I posted a prototype of the app on Twitter and it kind of like 57,000 views. Posted on LinkedIn, I got like 2,000 of the 
5,000 views, put it on Facebook, got like 10,000 views. So yes, that's got me NBA. I spoke at NBA annual conference, they gave me 2.5 million scholarship. Then they gave me 2.5 million funding, cash, $5,000. Then um, Toshiba, yeah, Toshiba gave me this training. I was supposed to bring $10,000, but actually my idea was not that strong at least, but I thank God for the, the two minutes scholarship they gave me to Middlesex University. So I just did some programs and courses at Middlesex University at the campus in Dubai, virtually, of course. So that, so currently the products were still like developing it because we're having a problem with the onboarding phase. Like we've spoken with um, ambulance providers and most of them, like well, the question we're asking ourselves now, what's in for them, what's in for, what are we going to give them, what value are we giving the ambulance companies? Because we cannot just start, <laughs> you cannot start doing ambulance. So we're having this onboarding problem if users should like create a wallet on the app, fund it first before they can use it, or link to health insurance or link to any HIS and stuff like that. So that's why the app was is kind of hooked right now. Even the funding request we've had like with some venture venture capital firms. And that onboarding problem that seems to be the issue for the app currently. So it's what we're trying to solve now. So we're just going to like reach out to NHIS and talk with some or some states like Wara State. And so if we can all solve the onboarding process, I think we'll just move to another solution. But for now, that's where the app is trying to solve the onboarding problem. But the rest of the features work like to talk to doctors, buy first aid kits, other first aid and stuff and whatnot. Like, even send SOS. The send SOS feature is actually a nice one. People do love that one in our ratings. But the main feature we wanted to set up was the ordering of ambulance then. It's not just something you can solve just like that. You need to solve the onboarding problem. What is in for these ambulance providers? The government is not providing the ambulance providers for you for free. We are going to partner with public private hospitals and private EMR um, companies. So what's in for them? So that's why the app is still not launched yet. We're trying to solve the onboarding problem. And also all of us in the team are working on different, different virus things. So that's why the app is not launched yet that's really interesting um i mean I, I can see a couple of people here and i know that um i mean someone like for example victor is someone that maybe if you sit and talk with him may be able to crack that you know but it just feels good to know that you know somebody is working on a project that actually saves lives okay so um I think my next question to you and guys, um, just to refresh the room, was we're speaking to Isaac Somto, who is a UI UX designer. And Somto is very, very young. Somto, how old are you again? I'm actually 19. I turned 19 September 6th. Exactly. So Somto is very, very young. And um, he's one of those young folks I see. I, I think they are the Gen Zs. <laughs> So yeah, he's one of those young folks that I see that are actually very, very, very serious with their own path, you know, taking their path seriously, taking their purpose, their calling, their skill, everything seriously. And um, I mean, so sometimes my next question to you now will be because I always see where you post, oh, I got this job with this company in London, this one in that one. How do you get those jobs as a UI UX designer? From your experience, what are the things? From my experience, okay. From my experience, yeah, and I want to be very practical. LinkedIn jobs, job boards, no work from. I haven't worked on a product design body. I designed the brand identity and some of the UI design screens. They help designers get jobs. I haven't 
worked on the product, used the product, and I did not see, I did not still get joy from that platform. I'm not trying to discourage people from applying through those platforms, no. but what seems to work more, what worked for me in my case was posting things. After I posted that app design, then there was this data analyst company that reached out to me based in San Jose, California. They were like, oh, we like this, we like that, we like that. That's how I got the job there. My friends, and also made good friends. If you check my Twitter, you see that, okay, I'm not talking politics here and there. I'm just trying to connect with the people I know that, okay, yes, they go through my timeline, they can refer, things like that. So make good friends, create a network in the system. You can even meet someone to be your mentor before you know you guys are relating together. Then there's a gig that will come to that person. That person will be like, ah, this, I cannot handle this. Then it will give it to, to you. That's the way you just start build. That's the way you start to get just practically. And show more of your show more of your skills. Posting your things online, show your growth. Don't just post and leave it. Don't just say you are designing. And when you are designing, like designing tags, all those design tags, do more practical because it's when you like when you show your work, you do like I remember if you, I would recommend one book, show your work, uh show your work by Austin Cleon. I don't know the full name, but just show your work by Austin Cleon. The book just shows tells you the advantages of like showing your work, of singing your own song. I've been your own voice. So when you are doing things like that, you get, sometimes I see my Twitter page is too empty. I just post one or two, then post one or two. Before you know it's safe, I get one or two gigs. So that's the way it works. So when you connect with people in that space, connect with people in that space, number one, show your work publicly, be proud of it. Then if the work looks shitty in your eyes, you post another one to show your great, to show your growth, sorry, to show your growth that people know, okay, you have grown. And those are the kind of, those are the best jobs to get. The one that you don't apply for, the one that are pitching it to you, like, hey, come and take this. Ah, that's very nice. Those ones are very sweet, very, very sweet. So those ones show your work, connect with people. And that got, the people you are connecting with are people that are connected to like-minded people that you know that they want growth as much as you want growth too. So they'll tag you along, you tag them along too. So it's not just be like a parasitic um, relationship with something like, say, biotic relationship. So they're giving them, they're giving you. But you see, I'm emphasizing on the show your work. It's when you show your work that people know that, yes, you can do this, that people know that you're actually doing these things. I cannot say I'm a UI designer now. My Twitter page memes, I'm putting memes here and there. So no, it doesn't work that way. But if you're showing your work and one of them hit, even I just designed, we designed WhatsApp, WhatsApp screens. I was like, one problem I faced on WhatsApp, I was like, okay, let me just design one or two. After I posted that, I got one or two, Richard, but then I was writing the exam, so I could not take it. What I did next was to pass it to the next person around one of my guys. I was like, hey, alpha guy, if you take this one or two, take. So that's the advantage of connecting with people. And they do the same thing to me. So yeah, show your work and like connect. That's the strategy that worked for me. Applying works, applying works, but I beg you, those ones, that's <laughs> too sweet like that. Because I don't know, the pricing, stress, everything. You not not in a lot of people you start fighting for space or between space. But when you show your work, they're reaching out to you, they've seen what they want already. When you post your work and they're reaching out to you, they've seen what they want already. It's just there for you to take up the offer if you don't like the offer. So yeah, show more of your work. And, and that's all. Thank you so much, Somto, for that. And I mean, from what you just said, and everything you've just said is also my experience as well. Showing And the book you recommended is a perfect book. I've actually read the book, you know. So if you're listening, please go and look for the book called Show Your Work, all right? It talks about how you should be able to blow your own trumpet on, so on social media, how you should be able to network with people, you know. So please go and look for that book, okay? Um, and I like the part of where, I mean, if you say you are a UI UX designer, we should be able to see some things that you've done, 
right? So your your everyday focus should be, ah, uh, okay, for example, I'm on Facebook. What feature do I think, you know, should be on Facebook? For example, I know there was a time they were talking about the, the thumbs down um, button on Facebook. Have you, have you ever thought of, you know, trying to design a screen that has that so that we can even see what it looks like, right? You know, stuff like that. So, um, and I, I was also aware of the WhatsApp thing. So, too, I saw you, you posted it. I saw the WhatsApp thing and that one too also made waves, you know, here and there. That's, that's a very brilliant one. So, my, my next question to you is going to be, for someone who is currently, um, okay, for someone who wants to go into UI UX, how should they go about it? What should they do? Because so many people just run and just go and take a course. And after that, they just sit and start staring at themselves. Okay. So how do they even know that UI UX is for them? If I want to take a UI, how do I know UI UX is for me? And how do I just seamlessly go into it? Okay. Um, first of all, you just need to like understand what UI UX is all about. If you want to go into UI UX, you need to understand that you need to understand what UI is about first. UI is about the screens, the design, the interface, and whatnot. User, why UX is about user experience and whatnot. So once you've understood this concept, then you need to go and take, not just watch a course, you need to go and learn about proper design language, design systems and whatnot. So you need to learn how to do those things. Then you go and watch YouTube videos. More practical. After you've taken the course, so yes, you still go and watch YouTube videos where they're designing a full-blown app I normally give people that want to even do UIUS, I just give them those YouTube videos. Then they have to go and watch it because in those YouTube videos, the designer, the tutor is teaching how to design a full-blown app, teaching how to design a full-blown website. So I say follow it step by step. So once you follow it step by step, you already understand the, like, okay, this is how, this is what beyond normal course. You know, sorry to say, most of these courses that we do, <laughs> it's super, super. Too many big, big English and theory and theory, yes, and yeah. But if you watch those two videos, you will find yourself doing more practicals. Like you want to set one or two tags. So and you can also then they read about the market. So you when you read about the market, you look. I have some list of apps that most um, from my own experience, most um, interviewers ask me about. Like have I designed most? So I have a list of them. Like SaaS app, they love asking about SaaS app, commerce app. Portfolio website, SaaS website, and app, stuff like that. So when you get those kind of things, then after you've learned how to design, you've understood the basics of design and everything, then you look at what those kind of apps that I just listed. Then you design something for yourself, like with those app of those apps, you design something like that. Then you post it on your portfolio, you post it online, you post it. Sometimes you can just design it, just a screen. Fintech sells very well. They pay very well. They don't design a fintech screen. Then you share. You design. You keep on designing those those ones. Those are don't waste your time designing calculator clock. Those ones are you are just so that one. Those ones maybe you just want to play. Okay, yes. But those apps, even if it's just a screen, a login screen, a different concept, an e-commerce app. So you just declare those ones and be yeah. So watch more of YouTube videos after the course so you'll be more indulged in the practical aspect of things beyond the theory but user experience research too you can use your friends now sometimes just ask them just follow the step and also document even if you don't you don't have to just jump into a paid project itself normally you have to work on a project that's not paid first to like test your legs in the water so after you've learned all the basics everything you say okay let me look for the app that sells more let me add it to my portfolio 
they look for something like a SaaS app or an e-commerce website. They set out to design it. Then you use your friends for the user experience. You document your processes on Google Docs so that you can publish it on site. I get my own publication on Bootcamp by UX Design. So that's why I love to publish mine because they support upcoming designers a lot and I love the community that building. So you can also, after you publish the medium, you can also like add them to the publication. You message the editor, they review your article, they review your processes and they add it. So them adding itself is like, a, like okay, yes, you did well in designing it. So uh, that's what I said. Uh, so just learn the basics, start designing, learn the basics first, take the courses, good, get the knowledge, then get the practical knowledge, start watching YouTube videos, or rather design something from start to finish, from scratch to finish, you share it online, then you publish your processes. So that's my advice. That's lovely. Thank you so much, Sumto, for that. Guys, at this point, if you have any questions, please feel free to just raise your hands and I'll bring you to the stage, okay? We're getting to that point where we are going to start taking questions. So my next question is going to be about pricing, okay? It's going to be about pricing, Sumto. Now, for people who are, say, you know, freelancers, they don't necessarily work with a particular company, especially for the beginners, right? How should they be able to set their pricing right so that they don't um they don't seem like they are shooting themselves in the leg right and they can also get value from the job they are doing so how should they go about their price? oh for the pricing when i started i normally charge per screen like i say two five per screen three thousand euro per screen but then some project screens are not Normal screens are more difficult than other project screens. So the way I price, I look at the whole project. I look at the briefing. I look at the user flow. If they want me to create a user flow, they have to pay me separately. Yeah. So if there's no user flow, there's no briefing, like a proper briefing, they just tell them to like, got most everything will be bad. As you're not designing, you finally like, create more screens than the more the one you're supposed to create. So tell them to like state the scope of the project first of all, or you have them state it, and you can build them for that, or you can just do it for free. You have them state the scope of the project, the screens they are going to design, the user flow, if they have not designed the user flow themselves. So after you look at it, that's when you will know how to charge. You yourself, you know that, okay, yes, this is this how much. You look at industry recommended, though. you look at what the senior designers are such, um, apprising. Don't go and search the ones that, on Google, it's too much. But you look at what the designers are charging in your field, just look at them. Then you drop your own price. It beats competitive, but not the one that will scare client away or something like that. But if you're up to the task, and drop the one that, yes. So every designer knows what I would charge for, like 500k, not somebody would charge for. A friend was telling me about his experience where he charged, they gave him, he charged, he was about charging 1.2 million. And surprisingly, they gave him 1.5 million for the social media app for like, an offshore company, only for him to find out that the person that was designing for them before that we only left the project was collecting 2.5 for the contract. So you see, every designer know what they are charging for and what is good for them. And after I even found out, it was sad. It was like down designed. I was like, oh, well, if I was not designing it like that because that was what I felt was okay. So just just make sure that you know how the depth. In brief, just know make sure you know. The depth of the project, the length and breadth of the project. So I'm surprised we not just take you know how many screens approximately you are telling them in your contract paper, approximately 25 screens. If you pass it 25 screens or more, billing will increase. 
approximately 20 screens. If it passed 20 screens, billions go increase or something like that. So, yeah. That's nice. Um, Abdul Hamid, you have a question? You have the floor now. Yeah, bro. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, this is Abdul Hamid on the line. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we know. can hear you. Okay. Um, Isaac, thank you very much. Um, I love this section. Um, Isaac, um, I want to ask someone who is um, very much interested in UI UX design and um, starting from the 0000 experience, like at all. I've not had any any um, first-hand knowledge or really background in it. So someone like that, how do you, what do you advise? Like, how can one start? Because I joined, I don't know if you actually touched on this. I joined later, like later, just almost towards the end of the section. So what can you advise? What can you recommend? How well can one start? And what are those things one needs to... Um, put in place or check out for now um, so yeah basically that's what i want to know okay that's a very very valid question actually so um abdul the one thing that most people that start starting from scratch the mistake they normally make is that they do not follow the basic like design rules the alignments are not proper the the buttons are looking very funny the typography is, is very poor so that's look at lot just search for these basic design rules Read about those basic design rules. It's the same thing for product design, the same thing for flyers, the same thing for banners and whatnot. So once you learn how to like properly align, then I properly use typography, then you can go and take courses online on the others. Then you can watch YouTube videos on how they design. Then you see that you are designing something good because you already you've mastered. You're just playing around with. You've played around with the basics of design first. You understand these design rules. Anybody can. Just that's where most people, they'd also jump to the practical. And that's why the buttons will be looking funny. The contrasting colors will not be nice. So just go and learn about the basic design rules, how to use typography, where use proper color options, alignment, and whatnot. So after you learn that, then you go to take courses or you watch YouTube videos or practical, then you try out what you've learned with the, from the basic design rules like you've read about, you've practiced. So with that, you see that you're already shooting out great and awesome designs. I wanted to even test your skills. You can join all these um, what is the all these hackathons like uh, what's that? I forgot the name. That one HNG, yes HNG. Most people I know that just start from zero. They they joined that, but they've learned the basic design rules. They've joined that. One of them self I know is working at Team Apps now, Mobile Money. So Mobile Point. So if you join stuff like that, you are you start testing your skills very fast, or you'll be dropped, and you want to make it to the finalist. So you start testing your skills real fast. You are shooting out designs daily. You are, before you know it, you see you are a pro. And if you compete in stuff like that, and you are creating that, you won't connect to the communities of like-minded people like you. You are in a kind of silent competition with them. Silent, positive competition, I would say, because it's motivating you to do well. It's motivating them to do well, to be better. So don't just say you are learning and you are your own. You are not connecting to anybody. You are not learning basic design rules. You are just there yeah, watching building courses and watching YouTube videos, just vibes, no. That can work in some cases, but it's rare. If you need that extra motivation, you join all these meetups, all these com communities virtually, and it's very easy. So once you compete in things like that, you've created this positive competition with you and one person, and you guys are battling in each other, then you make it to the finalists. After you make it to the finalists of things like that, sometimes you do get job offers. You are designing with the basic rule. You've learned how to just align buttons properly. Then you just design, you don't have to design a full screen. 
you just design a transfer page on of an app, you post it on your Dribble. Design even yes, create Dribble and the ass accounts. It's important because they mostly act they, they always ask for it. In fact, manage your portfolio, they ask for those things. So you create Dribble accounts, you create Behance. So once you are learning, you are posting there, you are learning, you are posting. Once you see that you have grown beyond the stage, you delete one and you, you post again and stuff like that before jobs start coming. Because when jobs start coming, to check my own, they are empty. Because all the things I said I would create, I've not been able to create them. I cannot add projects there because of NDA projects. So I just left them. But most people already know that I can design. And I have some screens I can show that, yes, I designed this without posting it on my public portfolio. So, yes, so just number one, learn the basic design rules. Number two, read a course, get started practicing practical knowledge. Number four or three, join communities, join competitions that, that we allow you to use your skills and practice on your own too. You have this wonderful idea of an app, practice it. You can also find mentors who, and that works too. But yeah, but practice it, start paying attention to design, start like, like a designer. So with that, you do all that, I'm very sure you've... We'll just blaze it. And they also like blend with proper tools, the tools that are recommended. Don't say you want to start learning UI design, you gotta find one, uh, you gotta say you want to use Photoshop. No, use something like Figma. Yes, Figma is industry recommended. You want to use Illustrator, you use Adobe Illustrator. So, yes, so basically that is it. If you do all this properly, you start getting gigs and whatnot, and you see yourself doing shooting out awesome designs and wonderful designs. Thank you, Isaac. Abdul Hamid, I hope you're okay. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, thank you very much, Isaac. Highly appreciate it. All right. Yeah, Victor, you have the floor. Uh, thank you, Jerry. My name is Victor. I'm the co-founder at Telemia. We're currently helping African entrepreneurs to launch their startups faster than they can on their own. Uh, thank you, Joy, for for session it's really been an interesting time here and um some to thank you i'm super proud of your work so my turn is i mean i know for a fact that um ui ux i mean the, the topic is ui ux designer and there's one keyword that that is really you know critical and fundamental to to the conversation which is the, the word design and it's an interesting word because I consider myself as a designer. Maybe I don't do UI UX yet. Uh, I, my question is, um, so Somto, I don't know if you touched this, but where is the place of creativity? Because a lot of times there's so much um, focus on the technology, the apps, the Figma, you know, and all such things. So what if I'm empowered with the tools of um of design, but I don't have the 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 creative mind of a designer. So, what can you say about um, about that, right? And how how does that help somebody become like really badass in UI UX design? Thank you. Okay, um, there's this book I read by that same author again. How to steal like an artist. That's not the full title, but something like that. So if you read that book, you find out that all great artists get their inspiration from somewhere. So once you see, even for when you are facing block, but before you even reach that extent of facing block, you are empowered with tools, you know how to design, but you don't know how to design this particular something, you don't know how to like what to design this 
this particular moment. That's why I say join Beyonce and Dribble. Let's say uh, you are facing. There was a time I designed this app for one startup in Lagos. It's an app that connects parents, and parents can use the app to monitor their kids. The app has courses, and it's a fintech app combined. I was like, why are you joining edtech and fintech? And but they said, okay, take what's concerning me. I collect my money. Then I just went to Dribble, search for edtech apps, look at the system, look at the flows and everything. Then I went to Beyonce again and Dribble, search for fintech apps, looked at the system, look at the way everything interrupted and everything. Then I started sketching. So yes, you can draw. It's not a crime to draw. Don't just go ask somebody design. You can draw inspiration, inspirations from Beyonce, from Dribble. You also look at it. There are particular designers, you know, that um, these designers, they shoot out good things. You also look at what they design. Sometimes just scroll and feed in your eyes. So you will be getting to see to try out this or that. So once you're empowered to, and you, are, you lack that vision of, of that creativity, you can just see like an artist in the world, world of Austin Cleon to become creative. So you just look at it. Then once it's funny enough, then one task I gave my students, then I was doing this outreach, but for just normal graphic design, I just downloaded some banners I designed myself. Then I loaded it on the software and told them that they should trace it and design it. The task was trace and design. Most of them ended up designing totally different things. And they were actually very nice designs because they were trying to be like me, but they were not trying to be like me. They were trying to add their own language into the design that they were doing. So they ended up shooting design to creative things. So I gave them an assignment that they should not trace my design again. They should design something similar and they still design something great. So you can also try that. You can download some pictures online, post it, and you try to try to trace the design and everything. Then when you see that you've, you've replicated everything exactly. Sometimes you will not even replicate everything exactly. You see that you created something totally different and creative. So yeah, you can use that with time. You drop that tracing. You drop that searching for inspiration. You become the inspiration will come from within, from you thinking and what more. So peruse more of great designs on Dribble, on Beyonce, Beyonce for case studies, for flows and whatnot. Why Dribble for just app screenshots, like app screenshots. So you just search for them and then peruse them, then you know what to do. All right. Thank you. Joy, do I get another opportunity to ask one more question, final one? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Okay. So I, I also wanted to say I've been following more techies for a while now, you know, and if you're here, you're trying to get in, your foot into the door um, of tech. I mean, this it's a very, very great platform and the work that Joy is doing is really, really amazing. Well done. Um, my question is, um, so speaking of money, you know, there's a lot of money in the tech, but everybody wants to really get into tech, you know, there's a lot of money in that space, you know, and you know, thankfully for platforms like this, right? So some to, this is a very controversial question. Um, why are you guys so expensive, you know, you UI UX people, why are you so expensive? That's and then how do you peg, you know, what you charge? Is there an industry price? Okay, I want to build an app, I want to do a, a UI UX, so it's 500k. Is there an industry price or you charge based on what you can deliver as some to or there's like an industry, you know, price that you guys have a WhatsApp group where you discuss things like that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, there's not like an industry price. I've mentioned that before. You charge based on what you feel like you can. And why was so expensive? Because these products are like the future. I mean, know that sometimes I charge based on like what value I'm bringing. 
like for most part of them, I can I proudly affiliate with because I did not sign any NDA. My therapist, which were currently building, I did not charge that much, but I collected equity because I knew that the value I was bringing of like the major and only designers, other designers that just had come and go. Or I designed the brand identity, I designed the brand product, and other designers will just come, vamos, I'll still be there. Then, so I requested for equity before I proceeded more. And yes. So you can charge based on the value you're bringing. You charge based on you, yes. You do yourself know how long it will take you to do this. Like what's I'm studying nursing in school and you bring a product for me and you tell me to design this and, and the product is is clashing with my time and so I charge well, but I know I'm going to if you cannot pay that, okay, again. So yeah, so you charge based on you, you yourself know how difficult it is to shoot out that that design, the effort it will take you to shoot out and create that and create that product to you yourself that should know how to charge. And you charge based on the value you are bringing. They cannot just win $5 million seed round and are bringing you in and you are charging one small thing. You should know that there is a problem they want you to solve and you have that too. They are offering value. So charge the hell out of them for that value you are bringing to me. Thank you, Sam. Hashtag charge the hell out of them. <laughs> I like that. So I'll be bringing um, a mini kit to stage. I mean, can you have a floor? Yeah, good evening, all. Good evening. Can anyone hear me? Yes, we can yes, hear you. All right. Um, for the past five months, I've been following up this UI UX thing, and um, I've been seeing a lot of people graduate from hackathons, just like uh, Sumto mentioned. And uh, the rave is too much, you know. I want to understand, um, what is the fate of UI UX design in Nigeria, say, in the next five years? I mean, a lot of people are just going out there, graduating. They are, they are majorly half-baked. Like, and then uh, they all, they, everybody wants to become a UI UX designer. The crowd is too much. So my question is, please, um, what is the fate of UI UX design in the next five years? Is there still is there still hope, or it will be so much saturated? Please, that's what I want to know. Hey, Manike, please mute yourself. Everyone wants to become a UI designer. True, everyone is graduating. True, but is everyone that is a UI designer, UI UX designer? No, is everyone that can offer this particular value that a startup is going for? No. So the question you should ask yourself is, despite the whole crowd, am I being the one that's offering this value? Am I, being, am I the one that's capable of delivering this value and whatnot? And it's not becoming too much. The rave is a part of the tech is not still balanced enough. They are still searching for more good people. Jobs are shooting out every day. That's to tell you that there's a lot of opportunities for more people to enter. The question is about you in particular. Like, are you joining, are you going to be the arbit one or are you going to be the most sought out one? Are you going to be the one that, so it's up to the person, the personal thing, it doesn't have to do, if like let them one million people, if you are good at what you are doing, you will eat. And it's not becoming, now there's web, there's web 3.0 that is trending. I'm trying to, I'm even putting self, learning how to design cryptos and trying to do 3Ds and stuff. So that's the thing, just once you get in, you start to upskill yourself too. So you don't just be there and be left. No, you try to upskill yourself too. And the crypto, the web 3.0 is 
is blowing. They are, they are paying UI designers that can do a triple zero very well. So is, is everyone that can do that? No. Is everyone that can design FITEC? No. Everybody's graduating, everybody's. Yes, they drop tax now. Do, can they do? No. So be the one that can do the tax, be the one that can do the value. And trust me, you still get the same amount. You still get what you, or more than what you want say, from the from the from the niche from the industry. So it depends on what you what you have to offer to the industry is what the industry has to offer to you. So that's it. And just to add to what um Sumto has just said, right? Um, I mean, as long as we're going to keep having digital products, of which Sumto, when he started, said something about digital products being the future, we're going to have a lot of apps. I mean, what we even have now is is just a tiny bit of what's to come in the future. We are definitely going to need people who will uh, need to design these things, you know, visually for us to see, you know, and understand what this app or product is all about just before it is put out. So just like he said, the big question you should ask yourself is, am I, am I good enough to be able to give value to whoever approaches me? Because that's what's going to make you stand out at the end of the day, right? Believe, believe, believe me, there's some people they've given jobs and they've messed it up. Just like the person he mentioned, they gave two point something million to design um, a product and he, he, he messed up and left, right? So there will always be a chance. And the good thing is once you treat one person good, do a good job, they just keep preferring, referring you. And the question on your mind is no longer going to be about whether there's a chance or not. That's not going to be the question on your mind. You know, what's going to be on your mind is, okay, I'm here and I need to just keep going up the ladder, right? I need to keep doing more for myself and for other people out there. All right. So, Emenike, I hope that helps you. Yeah, thanks a bunch. Thanks a bunch. I like what you guys are doing here. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. Um, If you have any other question, we have a few minutes before we end this room. So, um, Somto, let me talk to you about tools of the trade. All right, tools of the trade. You've talked about Figma, you've talked about um, Adobe, you've talked about Behance, you've talked about Dribbble. What other tools are there? What other platforms are there that UI UX designers can actually leverage? I mean, even if it's a platform to get resource, even if it's a platform to get jobs, platforms to get opportunities, platforms to collaborate, what are the tools out there that they can leverage going forward? Okay, um, for design, we already know it's Figma, prototyping, Invision, or Framer. For, um, for collaboration, I somehow, for getting data, I use Google Docs. That's it's very simple for me, but sometimes you can use Miller, Mirror or you use Miller Notes. Miller Notes is good for collaboration and Red Pen, but for getting data, Google Docs, for creating layouts, use Balasmic, but I don't want, I, I really use that one to be honest. Let me just catch my thing, don't get my data from users, research, and whatnot. So, what I basically use every day Figma to design the products, Adobe Illustrator to turn illustrations, because I don't do illustrations myself, turn illustrations to fit the product or like fit the design language of the of the product I'm designing. Then I use Google Docs to collect data, Google Docs, forms, thank God it's even present it in a visual light manner. 
then I document using Google Docs to write the documentation I'm like getting for me. Then Red Pen and then Miller Note. I use it for um we have different tags that are there. Miller Note, you can even draw user flow itself, even though FigJam does it now. You can draw them layouts with your friends, with your colleagues. So those are the tools that I, I use though. So Okay, so your internet was fluctuating a bit. I know I had Mirror, I had, um, was it Red Pen? I had Google Docs, I had Figma. Um, you said something about Miller Notes. So, sometimes, am I right? The tools you mentioned. Sometimes, are you there? Yeah, Miller Notes. I mentioned Miller Notes. Yeah, I've also forgot to mention Notion. Notion is good. I mean, Notion. Is having this having a know how of Notion is very nice for your portfolio. I know how, but I don't use it. But and somehow they ask me, Do you use it? I say yes, because I know how. It's okay, it's nice, but I end up not using it. But all right, um, he also mentioned Notion. Okay, so your internet um, is fluctuating, so I don't know. We have two people that were going to take um, their questions. This is seven. Okay, that's my time. So in Nigeria, it's 8.45. Um, let me just um, add, let me get Toby on stage. Once you come on stage, please mute yourself until it's your turn to speak. Um, Toby and Osehari. Hello, good afternoon. Hello. Yeah, we can Hello, good evening, Go everybody. Yeah. All right, good evening. Thank you so much, um, Joy. Um, please, I am actually um, a new entrant into this UI UX um, design of a thing. I'm looking at the way of um, trying to um, have a paradigm shift career-wise. So please, I just need, um, I need a clear understanding on how UI UX is connected to web design and how um, web designer uses what a UI UX designer um, produces for um, for websites design generally or a mobile app. I hope my question is um, clear. Yeah, it is. Some are you there? Somto, are you there? Okay, looks like his internet is having issues. So, um, Adele, we'll just hang in there. You may have to repeat your question, but let's just be sure that he's available. Thank you so much to everyone who has joined the room. Okay, Somto, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, did you hear Adele's question? Yes, I heard it. I was actually answering it. I thought it was going through. It seems you're not hearing, so I should recap. Okay, so what I said is, you want to, you want, good evening, Adele, sorry, he wants to know how the, what we are designing, user interface, our designs, helping web devs and mobile devs, yeah, like how they use our designs. So if I use Figma, I don't know if you use Adobe SD, I don't know the process in Adobe SD, I use Figma. For Figma, once you design, you would see there's a section that, once you click on a frame or, or an element, there's a section that shows um, inspect at the right hand side. Of the of the software, there's an inspect there. So once you click on any element and you click on inspect, it basically shows you the code, the HTML code, 
the iOS code, the Android code. So experienced designers, just once you've designed an app, say, you have, you have even done 55% or 60% of the work for them. Most of them already have templates. So what they just do is go to the Figma, click on each element, getting the code direct for what you've designed, and then knowing how to use it. So that was like copying and pasting the code. So yeah, so you as a user designer, user interface designer is like detecting how the app is going to look and then still giving them the code. What they are just doing is fixing it like blocks. So that's how I want to learn mobile dev safe because I've had more experience on Flutter because we, we need to be upskilling ourselves. So it was just so that's how they just do it. Oh wow, thank you so much. Thank you for that clarification. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Osei, you have the floor. All right, guys, thank you very much. Um yeah, my name is Harrison and I wanted um wanted to ask a couple of questions. But first, I'd like to share my experience. I'm a newbie in UX, UI UX designer. I started my journey um, about six months ago, but I wasn't consistent, right? But then I, I um, designed a couple of interfaces and I got, you know, um, I got recognized on LinkedIn and then a couple of guys came in and said, oh, nice work, good and all that. But then I wasn't consistent and I just, you know, I just slept on the whole thing. But then about... Um, Three weeks ago, I started off back again to the UI design thing. And I had somebody that called me and um, that saw my design before now. And then when I started posting once again, he called me and said, you know what, I have a job for you. And this was all about. And then he wanted me to give him my charge. But because I've not done anything before, I'm a newbie. To him, he thinks I'm a professional. But he doesn't know I just started this whole thing. So he said a lot of things that you know got me confused and all of that. I had to even call a couple of other people that are into this field and I, asked, I had to ask a couple of questions. How do I charge him? How long do I need to take to deliver this project and all of that? So now, um, Isaac, what would you advise? What would you say I do to be able to pick up this job? Because like I said to the guy, he thinks I'm professional or I've been doing for quite some time because what I designed kind of looked good for a newbie, but he didn't, he didn't know that. So um, what would you advise um, in summary? Thank you very much. I would advise you to take it, because take it, then you can also use it, like they're paying you to learn, use the project to learn. So for the charging, you charge, you charge based on the value you are bringing. You, you can, do you know you can like do an analysis on your clients? You go through their page, the news about them, things like that. So you will know the value they can give you themselves. Like, you know what to deliver to them. The value, you want the money, they can give you referrals, give you shout-outs and whatnot, and you start getting gigs. So you look at all those uh, and everything. Then you charge based on the value you're giving them and based on the value you want to get. So yes, that's how you charge. And uh, don't make him know that you are learning with his project, I beg. Don't come ashamed him that you are learning with it. Don't, don't, don't do that. Face, off, face it off as a professional. It's good. It's a good thing that you've connected with like people in the space. People you can ask one or two, and things get confusing. So that means on the right track. Trust me. After you do this first, the first gig like this, you find out that other gigs are you even want to do more for the experience and for the duration of it. You give the duration of your. I hope you prepare contract papers. So you do the duration of your contract paper based on yourself. I normally give two weeks plus, three weeks plus. So, because that's the one clients like to hear. Then what we're doing, 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 now, doing, they'll start saying, okay, I see this, this, and that, this, and that. It can even go to four weeks, something of two weeks plus. So, just give that two weeks plus 
give the project scope of everything. I hope that I've given you the user flow. Ask for the user flow that I've not given you. Ask for the full project beam and let the client tell you himself how many screens approximately you're going to be creating and what problem he doesn't want to solve. You can create a question. I have a question. I normally keep my brand identity clients and product clients. I ask them the name of the startup, what problem they want to solve, why they want me to come in, things like that. So things like that to help you understand like how you are going to charge them. So yes, yeah, so just create things like that and yeah, make sure you take that job. Um, Harry, you understood what he said, right? Yeah, yeah. I think at some point his network got bad, but I, yeah. I think I got most of it. Yeah. Thank you All very right. much. Okay. All right. Um, does anybody have any other question? If you do, take it to the community because we are rounding up. Thank you so much, guys, for being a part of this interesting conversation. Thank you so much, Isaac Somto. Um, feel free to click on the link, as you can see um, um, on, uh, on your screen here, to join the More Tribe. It's actually a community we created for people, Africans actually, moving into tech. All right. So either you're an enthusiast or you're, some, you're at the entry level, we've got something for you. And currently, we, are, um, we, we created a program called the Mentor Match, where we want to be able to match um, you know, just 10 folks in each tech space that we have approved um, with a mentor who will help them through their journey in the next four months. Okay, so feel free to join the More Tribe and you're going to get, get more information in the community. Okay, so since we don't have any questions, shout out to everybody in the room. Um, we're going to see you next week, same time. Somebody asked me a question and said, uh, Joy, you know they closed say na christmas now and i'm like yo even if it's one person that turns up don't worry but this journey we must continue because we need to liberate people and you know the funny thing is that people are a lot more relaxed right and it's actually this period that a lot of things are happening okay so in as much as you're relaxing please keep your ears to the ground okay if you're looking for a job this is actually the best time okay if you're looking for maybe that vc you've been trying to get online and all of that and then you see that he's going to one whiskey party go to the whiskey party but you know have it in mind that you've got to have a way a, a strategy to be able to connect with him there okay um somebody's raising their hand for a question so yeah that's that's it um uh, this is the last question i'm going to take because we have five more minutes before we close the room so samuel you have the floor samuel Okay, I think it's coming up on stage just as it's coming. Samuel, are you there? Okay. Um, thanks um, to everyone who um, came on today's session and we're going to see you same time next week, 8 p.m. Nigerian time, 7 p.m. UK time um, here on Clubhouse. Have a lovely evening, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Isaac. Uh, thank you for seeing me. Thank you, everyone.